think you can hear noise in the background. Um, it's the air fryer. Oh, exciting. Hell, you're so healthy. I know. It's, well, it's just the best thing. Like, <laughs> my husband won it um, in a fishing, a fishing club contest, and it has been the most used appliance in our house since forever. It's great. Awesome. It's awesome. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all over it. Um, well, let me introduce you to Jono Pates. Is that how you say your last name, by the way? Uh, Pates. Pates. Yeah, Pates. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hi, Jono. Uh, nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you. Uh, Kiwi born, living in Sweden. Um, yeah. You should probably say hi in Swedish as well, you know? Hey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you say hi in Swedish. Hey. Exactly. So exotic. Hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's spelled H E J, so ah. it looks more exotic than it sounds. Oh, hey, <laughs> oh. all right. Yeah. Oh, well. Good dialect. Kia ora. Kia ora. From New Zealand. <laughs> nice uh, to be here. So, thanks. what's going on? What's happening, guys? What's Sweden? What's, what's kind of spinning Sweden's wheels today? Uh, nice sunny weather. And uh, did you know that the sun doesn't go down this time of year? So, um, it's sunny Don't all night. Don't let the sun go down on you. You know, I was looking for that on uh, Instagram when I did a post, but uh, Sir Elton has not released that to <laughs> to uh, to the Insta mm. folks for use. It was, um, it was misused at one point, wasn't it? So I was think it? it probably yes. yeah that that song and that particular phrase. Um, but mm. anyway, yes, mm. the, the sun does not go down in Sweden at the moment. It kind of touches touches the earth and then comes back up again. Um, so Tane is just constantly pulling on this side at the moment. I want to back up a second. Why, how was it misused, or is this a bad subject or something? Like it kind of came about, and, and, um, and Jono, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it came about, I believe, after George Michael released a cover yeah, I remember that. of said song. And, um, and it was around the time that he came out as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so... Of course. Wait a minute, which one came out? A, or both came out? Who came George out? George Michael George. came out. Okay, George, yeah. George came out, mm. yeah. 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 And of course, if you're a juvenile, young, you know, Kiwi lad, you can look at the lyrics of that song and um, possibly think about changing them uh -huh. just a tad uh -huh. to have uh -huh. a little giggle uh -huh. amongst one's Mates, I got you. Cobbers. See, my brain didn't even you know? go there. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a good sign. Of course, sign. it didn't, because you're pure. Yeah, because you're pure and innocent, mm -hmm. and with, that's what we love about you, Dan. You know, I was an altar boy into high school, so stop uh, it. You were not. Yes, I was like the guy who was hung over on the altar, like falling asleep <laughs> on a Sunday, and like everybody, I would run into people at like the convenience store, and like, hey, that's the altar boy who looks like a man who sleeps on the. <laughs> On the altar, <laughs> I have a lot. Of course, you had facial hair yeah, when you totally, were like nine. Totally, oh, it's like <laughs> I had a five o'clock shadow, and uh, you know, and so anyway, I, that's I, that's what I attest all my uh, good luck to is all that cred I build up with the Lord, you know, with the Lord. Okay, mm -hmm. all right, I believe you. Um, but yeah, but you know, there's that thing you you wouldn't have been following the news in uh, in New Zealand of the last week or so. Always, where been. there's a a young, yeah. So you know, the young high school lad, 
Um, I believe he might be 15 or 16. Uh, don't quote me. Um, you know, the the school does not want to let him go to school because this lad has a, uh, has, a has facial hair, has a moustache and a beard, and um, it's proving too much for, you know, the uh, school administration to, to cope with. <laughs> because, of course... Unless one is clean shaven, one can't possibly learn. No, no. What, what, right? what town are we in here? Sorry, what part, part of New Zealand? Uh, I'm not. I, I don't know which town. I think it might be a large city. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So not, not very progressive. Um, no. 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 Okay. Sadly not. Okay. Anyway, so, um, Jono, what do you do? Why are you here? Yeah. Tell me. Cause yeah, no, good question. Dan I has done a really shit daily. job of, an, well, of, of um, introducing you. Save it for the air. This is We wanted to find out naturally. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give you any... Yeah, you have no idea. We, yeah. yeah. But we're here anyway. No um, idea. Well, I'm from New Zealand. I come from Wellington uh, originally. Uh, and I left Wellington mm-hmm. when I was about 23. I finished university and got out quick, like um, a lot of New Zealanders do, and head off into the world to see what's going on out there. Um, short stint in Australia, and I ended up in London, uh, where I lived for 12 years uh, in London. And I've, I've always been working in uh, restaurants, uh, specialty coffee, and, and wine for my, uh, for my career. So, um, so from London, where I met my lovely wife, uh, she basically took me to Sweden and and that's where I am at the moment so is she uh, Swedish she's British Swedish yeah so she's um ah, she's a nice okay. blend of uh um common sense and lack of common sense should we say <laughs> <laughs> good Brilliant. good fun Brilliant. but also um yeah has that common sense as well so uh so I've been in Sweden now for 11 years um okay. and uh happy to be here especially on a day like today, when summer kicks in here in Sweden, it's it's a beautiful place to be. And what do you do? What do you do in Sweden? Yeah, so I, I import wine from New Zealand. So I am the founder and, okay. um, uh, well, I'm everything <laughs> with, with Arco NZ You're wine. the health and safety warden. You're the accountant. Exactly. You're the, um, so many different. the receptionist. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, yes. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Arco. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. So <laughs> I've been running that business for about three years now, uh, and I focus on working with premium wine producers from New Zealand um, and uh, you know there's a there's a misrepresentation of New Zealand wine in Scandinavia um, and I thought it was a great opportunity to to represent the real industry here and that's what I do and I'm very lucky to work with some of the best producers in um, New Zealand so g- give them a little line up and that's line how up. you met Dan yeah yeah, yeah. I guess I'm in that mix, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You must you be are. very lucky. Either that or there's been some huge mistake. But I'm in good company. I mean, go down the list of some of the wineries that you work with in New Zealand. Yeah, well, if I work my way down New Zealand, we're, um, we've got uh, Milton in uh, Gisborne. Um, and then obviously Dan, Decibel, uh, as well as Paratua in the Hawke's Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lunar Estate in Martinborough. Um, and then in Marlborough, we have Te Whārera and uh, Love Block. Um, the Black yeah. Estate in Waipara in North Canterbury. Love Black Estate. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Misha's Vineyard in Central Otago, and um, mm-hmm. as well as Mount Edward. Um, and 
a few others sort of coming on board but haven't launched officially, so I should probably stop there. But that's, that's mostly who I work <laughs> with at the moment. What a great catalogue. Yeah, it's a, pretty good, man. A, um, yeah, it's really good. It's kind of a celebrity lineup of, um, of incredible um, quality wineries that, you know, you've got history, pedigree, um, modernity, you know, yeah. contemporary grooviness there. You've got a mixture of the organic and biodynamic and um, traditional and very cool. So tell me, um, is it is it difficult to import New Zealand wine into Sweden? Like, you know, you hear all these horror stories about, um, you know, people trying to set up, you know, import companies in different countries around the world and it being an absolute frightmare, um, you know, trying to bring wine in. Is it yeah. Is it okay, or is Sweden kind of open armsing, you know, to to New Sweden Zealand is, wine? Is definitely not. Well, it's yes and no. I mean, Swedish people love New Zealand wine, so that's a very good start. Um, they've been right. exposed to New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, like most parts of the world, for about twenty years. Um, and Stonely Sauvignon Blanc is like the number one selling wine in the Monopoly here system. Is that right? Amazing. Um, so that's both good and bad, right? I mean, <laughs> I quite like a nice cold bottle of Stony Sauvignon Blanc occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, I think that misrepresents who we are and what we do. We were just in a system blog yesterday. I had mm. to show Dan because it's quite something to, uh, to experience. Um, and... I'm sorry, the system Balaga. So, oh, so that's the monopoly store where people can buy alcohol from. So it's it's government oh, um, controlled. Right. Okay. So you're a little bit like Canada in that respect. So exactly. Yeah. I think there's four countries okay. in the world: Canada, Sweden, Finland, and Norway that right. have this um, that have this controlled. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, system to sell. So we were in there oh. yesterday, and seventy percent of the wines on the shelf were still stonely in the New Zealand section. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know we've got Wowzers. work to do, but to me that gro- that creates mm. great opportunity as well because um, you know when we, when I do the tastings, um, people are just so amazed at what else there is. Um, but to get back to the initial question, Sweden is a very difficult, complicated country um, with alcohol okay. importing. And getting into the system, um, it's easier to sell on trade, so direct to restaurants. Okay. Uh, I don't have to go through a government um, system to do that. I can take the wines, show them, and if the restaurant likes it, I can sell it to them. And is that what you do most of? Mostly, yeah, especially over the first few years when I'm trying to work out okay. System Belaget and get some offers um, into System Belaget. Uh, it's basically the, the, the first... Um, go to so to speak so I've been doing that mostly and that's that's been great as well because I get direct feedback from the sommeliers and also um, the customers and the restaurants Um, but yes Sweden makes it very difficult to import and distribute alcohol so okay I've got to ask what was it about Mr Young you know Daniel Brennan from Decibel Wines in Hawke's Bay. Like, obviously, you've got Paratour. Was there a Paratour connection, or was it simply you'd heard that there was this great little winery called Decibel, or, and you, this can be just between you and I, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> and our millions just, of listeners. Did he, did he just not leave you alone? Like, he just <laughs> and bombarded you with um, Snapchats and, you know... <laughs> 
um, LinkedIn's Sakes. and. <laughs> I'm not cool enough to be on Snapchat. You know? what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even know what Snapchat is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, well, so it's, it's like not a, like he yeah. was pestering. It's better. You. You're better off. <laughs> no, I, I was I was very fortunate. So when I started out, I thought, look, I need a little bit of help with this um, to find to connect with um, uh, producers that were um, doing something great, and and maybe um, so. So I reached out to a guy called Jules Van Costello. Um, I know Jules, the wine, the wine Jules. Jules. <laughs> yeah, hey As Jules. Opposed to the family Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one. Exactly. I hadn't thought of that one before. You know. um, yeah, you have. I know exactly. <laughs> he very graciously um, accepted um, because it's quite difficult when you're so far away. Of course, I know the New Zealand wine industry, but I'm not connected daily there, and there's a big difference. Um, to being there and working in the industry and having these connections, to me just cold calling people or just researching. You um, could have so, me. yeah. Well, now you guys know each <laughs> I other. Mean, you know. What am I? Chopped liver? Would, would I be sitting place? here if I'd called you, or would, <laughs> would still? No, I think that was a yes. Yeah. Of <laughs> course, she would have recommended decibel wines. Of yeah. course, of course. Of course. Top of the of list. Yeah, he pays um, me well, so it's all right. I don't do that. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so, so basically that, that's how it worked out. And, and Jules, um, he put me in contact with a number of producers that I still work with now. Uh, and he highly recommended Dan and Decibel, um, as do I. So I'm very happy for that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's basically how I found Decibel. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and it's been cool because uh, not only – Jono takes like a really interesting mix of wines too. And I noticed that across, not just with me, but uh, with all his producers, you know, he's not just taking, you know, 90% Sauvignon Blanc from everybody. Mm. So we, we, uh, we sell um, proportionally high amount of decibel Malbec here, which is great. And um, yeah, well, that was, was going to be my next question, Daniel, like what, um, which of your wines or how many of your wines does Jono work with? Over there. Well, we cast a wide net in the beginning, you know, uh, and <laughs> which, now, which is a good idea. It right? is a good, and and now, so he's had. I, I forgot actually. I was at the warehouse with him yesterday, and I saw they had the crispy white there, and um, we've done testify red, which we were pouring last night at an event. Decibel Pinot Noir, Decibel Savion Blanc, Decibel Rosé, Decibel Malbec. Uh, Junta Malbec Nouveau, just trying different things and different price points and seeing what sticks. And uh, I okay. think, you know, mostly the decibel range and maybe, you know, they do like their big reds here. Um, uh, while it's gorgeous and sunny today and the sun isn't going down, uh, this uh, will quickly be over by September. And what <laughs> it'll be like four feet of snow on the ground and, uh, and uh, dark for, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, 20 hours of the day or whatever. So, oh, stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so you need it a big red by the, by the fire. <laughs> yeah. So short of it is, cold. yeah, well, visit Sweden in the, in the summer. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Howdy, everyone. I'm Yvonne Lorcan, the co-founder and chief tasting officer for WineFriend, the best subscription service for wine in the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find amazing, interesting wines that we match to your individual taste buds. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Now, we know you want to try new wines. 
But we also know it's really hard to break free from those boring, safe, same olds from the supermarket. And it sucks when you spend good money on something new, but it doesn't taste great to you. Because everyone tastes wine differently, right? So we take the hassle and guesswork away, because if we know how your taste buds work, then you can trust us to go away and find great wines just for you. It's easy, just go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to answer a few fun questions about your taste preferences, choose one of our three awesome plans, your combo of reds and whites, and how often you'd like them delivered, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. They're wines from all over the world, they're wines that I personally really love, and they're wines that you're not going to find in your average supermarket. Plus, each bottle comes with a neck tag written by moi, with handy notes that'll impress your friends. Our plans are totally flexible, you're not locked into anything, and you can buy more of the wines that you love with a simple tap or a click. Just use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, for 24% off your first subscription case. So, become a wine friend and we'll all live happily ever after. Cheers! And on with the show. Okay, mm. Sweden, Sweden in the summer. All right, that's that's going to be absolutely. Um, I mean, it's beautiful in the winter as well. Out. If it's in the thick of it and you have lots of snow, mm. and uh, but it's a very long winter. I mean, parts of summer would be considered autumn or spring or winter in many countries. So yeah. it yeah. is a short window. So people people really close down here over summer. Um, offices close for six weeks. People go out into the countryside into their summer houses and grill and drink beer and fiddle around with their toys, um, houses and stuff. So it's people really do, you know, take it while it's there. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely yeah. a good time to be here, Dan. Well done. I picked is the there, right time. Um, yeah, you did pick the right time, but I'm also wondering, like, is there a, um, is there a large, Kiwi expat network in Sweden? Like, have you met other New Zealanders in the wine trade or hospo Mm -hmm. kind of people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's 835 New Zealanders in Sweden. (laughs) That's Um, pretty exact. I think there's 12 Māori and 8 Tongan. Um, I I think... um, people so I think I've met most of them it's quite surprising when I meet someone from New Zealand that lives here and I haven't met them because <laughs> I've been here for a while and I used to run a specialty coffee um, place uh, when I first got ah, here and that was like yeah, a real yeah. hub for people to come in and hang out um, so but <sighs> that's not that many I guess if you look at the big picture mm-hmm. when there's like 12 to 15 million people here um, and you know, there's there's a New Zealand embassy here. There's a new um, ambassador to Sweden, um, David um, Taylor, who just came on board, who's very enthusiastic about wine. He knows awesome. um, many of the producers. Um, and he's excited about trying to do some things here. Um, and, of course, then we've got New Zealand wine growers in, in Europe with um, Chris Stroud and those guys um, that pop over occasionally. I think there's... The news on the street is there might be something happening in October here now with New Zealand wine growers, um, which is exciting because that certainly helps to have some uh, support from them. Um, But yeah, so there's a small community here, but of course there's a New Zealand Kiwi group where um, a Facebook chat kind of thing and uh, being a big country, everyone's pretty spread out. So, you know, every now and then, a couple of years ago, we had like a crate party. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you had a, crate day. A, a crate no, day, exactly, in, in a park in Stockholm. All right, all right back and it. it was, 
What is the crate party? Explain it to the uh, Oh, you haven't been okay. to a crate day. Crate day. Well, I can't... Well, I have to be very careful here because um, I'm... Um, okay, let's say Whoa, in, my, in my younger days, I have... I've done a couple of crates, you know, big bots, you know. The, crate of beer. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's become a thing for mostly kind of studenty young people and it's um, it's really bad. Like it's bad, naughty, you know, <laughs> naughty, bad behaviour. Naughty, you know, that's you, a you, you have to try and get through a crate of mm. beer in a day and I am not condoning that as a parent yeah. and as a stand-up member of society, no bad, sure. naughty. Well, I would say one thing, uh, I, I've been to similar, um, <laughs> well, I've been around similar type of stuff uh, mm. in New Zealand, and the very frustrating part to me that I noticed immediately when I got to New Zealand is sometimes they will show up with like a box of beer maybe, or you know, a 12-pack or a box of cheap beer, a crate or something, mm. and they won't put it in the fridge. They'll just like... <laughs> Start drinking well, one, and the not? other one, and the and the other ones are just sitting there. I'm like, "What are you guys doing? You a bunch of animals." Well, they stay you know cold, I mean? <laughs> you know. They stay cold in numbers. You know, eh. the, the crate, the beers are all like huddled up together, and nice and cuddled in a crate. They're not gonna get a rotation going into the fridge cold. at least, or mm. something. You know, no, like, you don't rotate your beers with other people, uh, Dan. What are you thinking? No, especially not when you're in the middle of a park. Yeah, and you're, you're kind <laughs> of like you don't have that. It's just just a chili bin, maybe, or an esky, or chili whatever. bin with some ice in it. That's perfect. Chili yeah, bin. But that, that, I've never seen that. You know. There you go. Did you see the thing on TikTok of the, and it might have been a German guy. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was a German guy, an engineer. Of course it was a German. Um, created a, um, you know, the, the cover that goes across the top of the bottles in a crate, you know, and holds, mm. it's like a, usually cardboard cover holds them mm -hmm. in place, you know, with the little star-shaped circles for each neck of the, each bottle. He made one that um, was ice. So oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Ice thing, yeah, um, f fitted over the top of all the big bottles of beer in a crate and kept everything cold. See, I that's a guy I want to hang out with, you know? Mm. I think that's, mm. we need that, you know? Mm. Very clever. Of course, I haven't tried So you had like, Crate Day a in a park ball. in Sweden. I, I like that. That's fine. Yeah, there was, um, somebody brought a guitar. So um, after about two hours, there was um, some Dave Dobbin going on and uh, all of the locals that were sitting there, you know, were yeah. sort of observing us cautiously to start with. Mm. And then by the end of it, we were playing a cricket match in the middle of the, the, the park, which disturbed them even more because they had to like move. And <laughs> but but um, <laughs> that was actually quite competitive. I brought along a cricket bat and a set, you know, and I thought, well, this yeah. will be fun. But then after a few, right. you know, deliveries, so serious. Oh yeah! It's wow, it's like there's a, there's a couple of Aussies in there, and they were like being all Australian <laughs> about it. Um, and then and like a few people from the crowd joined in. Um, ah. it's good fun. Very good. But they Dobbin. wouldn't have been, did, um, So they joined in for for Dave Dobbin and. Um, yeah, they didn't know what Bliss. they were singing, did, but I think they were kind of like making noise. Did anyone bust out a rendition of? Um, did anyone bust out a rendition of Tuteramaina Iwi? You know what? That's so strange. You just said that. Because Tuteramai was just in my head, and I believe we did. See, and it would because, be rude not to, but, right? Because you can't say New Zealanders in a park with a guitar without yeah. thinking someone's going to bust out Tuteramai Na Iwi. Quite right. 
I could have been the instigator um, in that. I'm not sure. But um, I love that track. What you a great should've. song. And of course, mm. you know, drink yourself more bliss. I Exa- mean, from the do- it's <laughs> there you go. Worth. Yeah. Surely. The um, Crate Day Classics. There's, there must be a playlist out there based on uh, this. If there's not, maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, well, I got thrown into that while working weddings at uh, Tiawa within the first month or two here. And I don't know, within the first, you know, say six to eight weeks of living in New Zealand, I heard, uh, well, I don't know. Duh, duh. Oh, I heard yeah. that like 10 times yeah. a weekend at weddings because and, it's a and uh, events. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that there's a few other ones that I'm forgetting. What are like the big anthems of... Uh... Oh, you know what's the creepiest one is... Uh, are you old enough? <laughs> what's that ooh, song? Ooh. <laughs> are you, oh, he's asking how old she is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the age of consent. You know, you've got to ask. Yeah, if you have to check, bro, it's, uh, it's not check. a good... I mean, well, no, it's not about just checking. It's about, you know, you've just got to make sure. It's mm-hmm. safety first. Safety. Double check. Yeah. <laughs> Safety. Safety. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um. This, this podcast has gone down an odd. Um, Absolutely. Odd the the Crate um, Day thing was, was let's a mistake. Bring it, um, let's not. bring it back in. Let's, let's, let's mm. just tidy this little thread up a little. Um, so... Um, what do you think in Sweden, Jono, what's everyone, Mm. I mean, obviously there's been a lot of Sauvignon Blanc in Mm -hmm. Sweden and the big reds are there. Is there, what's the kind of hope in terms of New Zealand wine? I mean, do people drink, um, are they clicking into New Zealand Pinot or Chardonnay or is there Mm -hmm. Bordeaux reds styles? I don't know. What's happening? What's the next big thing? Absolutely, very interesting, and and that's um, something that's that's I've been working on with what Dan was saying with the wide selection of wines and working with lots of brilliant producers from different regions. Um, as you were saying, Swedes love those deep, rich red wines. They love Italian wines. They love Spanish wines. That's kind of their go-to, um, and they're they're quite price point sensitive um, to a point. I mean, bag and box here is still sixty-five percent of wine sales. Really? On the at-home market. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so Is it price good sensitive. quality bag and box? Although that sounds a bit kind of a misnomer, but it, I mean, I know some, there are some really good wines coming out. There can be, cask. absolutely. But generally, yeah. no. It's a price sensitivity <laughs> thing and it's a volume thing. Okay. And, you know, if you pour yourself wine from a bag in a box, you don't feel like an alcoholic because you can't see how much you've poured. So it's, uh, you know. So um, big reds, sort of that deep Italian style of red and, and uh, Spanish is what they're looking for. That's what, I mean, we're talking about this Malbec, um, the Decibel Malbec, which has been one of the wines that people have resonated with most when I do wine events. They absolutely love that, that deep, rich Malbec. But um, what wine. Dan does brilliantly is that it's quite smooth and it's got really balanced and lovely sort of bit of minerality and quite different to the Chilean or Argentinian Malbec, which can be quite aggressive and many, and you know, so the Melbic shows really well. The Bordeaux blends show very well. Paratua wines do exceptionally well. Their Syrah and um, like the Red and the Twenty One Twelve things like that. 
people are really enjoying um, those style of wiles. Sauvignon Blanc is still there, of course, but I recently sure. launched um, the Love Block Tea Sauvignon Blanc here. Um, oh, I love that wine. A, it is quite a, crazy a big release. Mm. And, and that's gone down incredibly well because there's a different style, there's a different weight and texture. Um, and it's, it's a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, but it's something different. Um, and people are sort of enjoying that. So what's next? What's coming? Um, Pinot Gris is very popular as well here. Um, we, we were doing a Pinot Gris last That's night, right, your, yeah. your Junta Pinot Gris, which was people wow. were. Oddly, uh, a lot of spicy food last night, but I, not, not oddly because it was at a tap room, so there's a lot of beer. Right. So that's the idea, keep them spicy and keep them drinking, you know. Um, but uh, the Pinot Gris stood out as one of the, the good pairings on the uh, sort of across the board with a lot of the food. Hmm. Um, mm. So, yeah, that was, that was good. Chardonnay's cool. had a bit of a struggle here, maybe as it has internationally, with that, that idea it's big and buttery and it's a little bit um, overdone. Um, so people are a bit cautious about Chardonnay, but I love showing a lot of the New Zealand Chardonnays that aren't overly oaked and heavy. Um, there's this lovely new thread of wines. Milton, of course, do some fantastic mm. Chardonnays. Their wines taste go down very well at tasting events. Teifari Ra's Chardonnay that, um, that I'm bringing over now is, is a lovely, elegant example of New Zealand Chardonnay doing well. Um, do so, a good Chardonnay too. Oh, yes, mm. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, all of the, the great varieties there. I think, I think Malbec will be a big hit um, next year. I think we're going to put a lot of effort into that, um, as well as the Syrah. Um, Syrah is a great variety here that um, people resonate to because it's, it's got that structure and it's like a really well, um, you know, yeah, dark and rich and spicy and it has all of those things that Swedes are. And it's just fantastic, are. isn't it? I mean, just you know, good, Syrah is absolutely. just, it's a classy, it's a multi-level, yeah. multi-layered, um, Works so really well with different cuisine style. types. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So I think that, I think Syrah will be a, um, is a big tip as well for um, if you can hear a, a meowing in the background, it's just, I'm so sorry, it's really unprofessional. It's my, my cat on the, on the kitchen <laughs> bench, um, you know, like scrumbling around, you know, waiting for food. So she's, my husband is um, clattering around um, trying to <laughs> feed good. her. I'm so sorry, Daniel. We can edit if this it, out. We'll edit this back Oh, out. yeah. <laughs> If okay. it wasn't so early in the morning, we probably would have had some, some teenage boys walking around. Exactly. Here. You know what? I, okay. I, it's, yeah, they're still sort of up and up and um, bed. I, I should have mentioned as well with trends. I mean, Pinot Noir is seen as being, you know, people that love their wine here. When I do wine tastings with real wine lovers, they're always going head over heels for the Pinot Noir that I have here. Good. You know, I've got some... Lovely stuff from Misha's and uh, Mount Edward down in Central Otago. Mm. They love the Martin Brewer um, Pinot Noirs, like the one we were tasting yesterday from Decibel and Luna's Pinot Noirs. Black Estate, their Pinot Noir, um, their home Pinot Noir goes down very, very well here. So, and, and also Burgundy struggling at the moment, right, with Pinot Noir and with consistency with the, with the climate. That's true, with the weather. So it's a very good opportunity. Burgundy's taken a hammering. They have, unfortunately. Mm. Um, well, mm. good for New Zealand wine, maybe. But um, so Pinot Noir, of course, is like probably seen here as the second grape varietal that is known and loved behind the, the Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, mm. that's interesting. Yeah, 
it's exciting. That is actually really exciting for New Zealand because, you know, we put it, I mean, Aidan, you know, we put a lot of, um, of weight behind our Pinot Noir, you know, with Pinot Noir conference and, you know, Pinot Noir tastings all around the world and yeah. Pinot Noir being, you know, um, the second, second most widely planted grape mm. Um, mm. in the yeah. country, you know. Yeah. So, and, and price um, point wise, it, it seems to work as well because they're it like… Does. That yeah. They are a little bit more than an entry wine, but the people that normally go for it are quite happy to spend a lot of money mm. on a good Pinot Noir. Mm. Mm. So a lot of people are surprised at the price point when I tell them the price point, which is a good thing what? as well. Uh, you're so, yeah, you're so right. A lot of people are, um, the international wine consumers that I deal with seem to be just gobsmacked at the value for money that New Zealand Pinot Noir offers. You know, we are... Yeah. Um, you know, really, we're so cheap for what the quality is, is mm. what people say to me all the time, particularly the Americans. Like, mm. you know, oh, my gosh, your, your Pinot Noirs are amazing, and yet what you're saying, this is only going to cost me $40. Mm. You know, this is crazy. I mean, there's, yeah. we're starting to get into the realm of, of Pinots in that um, – um, 100, 150-plus bracket, but very few. Very, very, very few. few. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And a similar thing with the big Bordeaux wines as well, like the I talk about Paratour and their 2112. You know, mm. at that price point, that wine is punching way above um, what people expect. You know, they're, they're comparing it to like Bordeaux Premier Cru and something with a bit of age on it is twice as mm. much as, as that 2112. Um, so price point wise, quality wise, New Zealand wines deliver. Without question. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they do. Right, we've cleared that up. Nice. Podcast over. <laughs> <Full stop. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And we'll be right back. Hey everybody, Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with uh, you know the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops in the, as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop, though, with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty, that's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decibelwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. Uh, it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And now we're back. What's, um, what's kind of a, a really great um, Swedish cuisine and Kiwi wine pairing? that Ooh, you can yeah. recommend, Jono. Like, Good I mean, question. I don't know much about Swedish cuisine, 
Um, I know that there have been some, you know, insane, uh, amazing, you know, Michelin um, and beyond restaurants in Sweden. Yeah, but I don't know much about the food, and I certainly don't know. It's all fermented fish, you know. It's just (laughs) oh, uh, is it? You haven't had any yet, have you? you Taken out of a hole near a lake somewhere. We've got to make sure you eat some some serious stuff. And paired with riesling. Yeah, (laughs) you you know what? Schnapps. that, that classic sort of um, style of sill that they do is very, very difficult to match with wine, actually, mm. because the flavors are really suited for beer. I hate to say it. Sure. But, but they They're really are. strong and salty. Um, and Really strong and salty. And there's dill in mm. there and there's like sweet mustard and there's like so many things going on that it's like, mm. you know, it's just like choose a wine that you like <laughs> to drink with it. Yeah. Um, but the, the and, they Swedish, have, and they have um, that kind of pickledy flavor, don't they? So it's very difficult right. to match that with wine. Mm. Yeah. But the, the, you know, sort of there's a big movement towards wild meat, um, elk and wild boar and things like that. Meatballs, obviously, is a big thing over here. Um, and those sort of style of wines uh, lend very well into that sort of more robust red reds. Yeah, I got to get my Pinot mm. into Ikea, you know. Pinot, get your Pinot into Ikea, Ikea sausage and... Um, Decibel Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pair with those but, meatballs. You know, that whole gamey thing with um, with Syrah as well. You know, oh, Syrah yeah. would be... I mean, I love Syrah with venison. So, yeah, you know, Syrah you with elk and, you know, yeah, reindeer. Exactly. And, and there's, that, there's a big... It would be amazing. Absolutely. There's a big foraging thing here as well when you go into the woods and, and pick stuff. Um, so, mushroom season is huge and they do lots of lovely mushroom stews, mushroom on like the sweet toast and um, that's a fantastic season for that kind of spicy Syrah kind of thing that Mm. you're talking about or some deep rich concentrated Pinot Noirs Um, and then in summer of course we've got lots of berries lots of wild blueberries there's this really sweet kind of intense red berry that they use in cooking a lot that they put on the side with meat Um, Lingen Lingenberry oh Lingenberry Yeah. yeah okay I've heard of that so that's, that's added to a lot of meat dishes as well. So, you know, there's a lot of foraging and you're quite right. The, the top restaurants in Scandinavia are absolutely superb and I can't afford them, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. It's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um, but they do some wonderful things. Cooking on open fire is a big thing, a big trend here. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the day-to-day stuff is, is your classic meatballs and, and you know. Mm. Um, sausage, they like a good sausage with some mustard and <sighs> getting hungry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where are we going for lunch? What time is it over there? Stuff. Like you said, you you said it's like a, a morning over there. So what time is it? Because it's seven, ten to eight at night. Where it's where I ten to ten to ten a.m. here. Oh, okay. Uh, so work. time for a cof- cup of coffee and a scone, yes. Yes. <laughs> or a, or yes. a pikelet. Ooh. Jono, you it's been a while since I've had one of those. Love a pikelet. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Pikelets. That could be taken now, a couple different ways, but anyway. Um, do you know what a pikelet is, Dan? I I know. My kid makes them sometimes. They're, uh, okay. It was just your just pronunciation that threw me off for a second. They're like little pikelet. pancakes, right? Pikelet? Uh, I'm not going to so, go there. Um, so I don't, the, what, what was so wrong about the way I said pikelet? It's just, I, I don't know, it's like you separated the syllables too much or something, you know? Um, Sorry. No, it wasn't anything like that. But uh, 
No, it's uh, it's going to be another gorgeous day here. And uh, I have to say, my first day I arrived, I came in on the train uh, down from the airport and uh, dropped my stuff off at the hotel and um, really just took a bath in the river of Jono. You know, we had a walking day all over. It was like a, a really good mandate yeah, around. Sorry about that. That was <laughs> awesome. We did, I, I think I... I, I had my phone Dry in my pocket, so you know, I, I went and looked, uh, and I think we walked like 12K or something ridiculous, you know? We did, yeah, we did the circuit. It's a very beautiful city, Stockholm. It's, it reminds me a lot of um, Auckland or Sydney. There's water everywhere. Yeah. There's lots of islands. Yeah. Um, so we took a boat out and sort of uh, to one of the islands and then sort of walked back. Mm-hmm. Um, about so you've done your 10,000 steps, Dan? Uh, it was double that, I think. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really funny. And then, and then, like, we kept... We finally were about to settle in uh, sort of later in the afternoon, I think it was, and then Jonah just stops and he goes, oh, wait, we have to go there. And he just pointed to some rooftop bar across the water. And, uh, and I said, yeah, let's go. So we had to walk further to that. But uh, that, was, that was quite a scene up there. You can see you know, everything from up there. Um, and they, cool. were, they were making uh, uh, Aperos spritz and, you know, it was very, uh, it felt pretty cool standing up there, you know. Sounds um, very much like you were, you were mixing cool, with yeah. the stylish youth, you know, like the, the hipsters. The um, There were some youths the, there, the, that's the, for the sure. The pretty people. Yep. Uh, but no, we got to kind of cover quite a bit that day and, uh, and I got to see a lot of uh, really beautiful architecture and cool, like probably what you have in your mind about like you know, sort of Scandinavian architecture and stuff. But mm. then uh, some uh, really austere, very boring, gigantic uh, royalty, royal housing. Oh, yeah. What they would, didn't do that very well, did they? Yeah. The big we, castles royal and, housing? There, there's like, uh, yeah, there's, there's, oh, there's right. royalty yeah, here. Royalty there's a few different okay. residents that the king and queen kind of own, oh. I guess. With, you know, what just, are their names? Just, what, are the, what, what are the king and queen's names? Did you get that? Yeah. I kind of heard it, yeah. I know what they look like. King Hurrafarschlischlaschen. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're not very involved in society, really. Um, mm. They kind of oh, just... Oh, then we don't like them. I'm not quite sure what they do, actually. You asked me, what do they do? And I, I'm not quite sure what... They just sort of turn up at occasions, mm. um, but you don't send wine to the palace. You're not the, you're not like um, an, not an yet. palace wine supplier. You should be. What's going on? No, I sh- I know exactly. I should know their names first. That would be a good start. <laughs> and, and the king and queen. Where are the king and queen? I have oh, some wine for them from New Zealand. That's your uh, New, that New Zealand ambassador guy. That'll be his job. Yes, you know, to get us exactly. on. Yeah. On some sort so of Dan, uh, how long are you, skate um, dinner. How long, how long are you in Stockholm for, Dan? Like a day? Uh, I fly two, out three? tomorrow morning. Yeah, I've been here. It'll be three nights that I was here. And uh, early tomorrow, I head to Dublin. And we're going to... I might even catch up with you tomorrow again and do another recording, if yeah. you're available. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going um, to be in Auckland um, tomorrow night. So, sure, let's do it. Oh, you have, you'll be like, you can do it from a hotel room or something or, yeah. Yeah, but I've got a boo and boo. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll work that, we'll yeah. work that off, uh, off camera. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so heading out in the morning and um, on to the, the mm. sort of next 
interesting uh, up and coming New Zealand wine market in Ireland. You know, we've um, and, and I think what's you know to point out again what Jono's doing here is very similar to what our importer is doing in Ireland and the U.S. The woman and we work with in uh, West Coast of Australia, they're kind of really looking for. They're recognizing that you know we've, New Zealand has so much other stuff to offer, other great wines to offer, and they're all so in the same. So great that you're doing that. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's 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 cool that that you know um, as I, I was telling Jonah, I talked to my importer in the U.S. and I told him I was going to Sweden. He's like, oh yeah, that's that guy who does, like we have a similar kind of business. You know, it's like you know they have some of the same brands and everything that they they import so one of these days uh we got to have like a conference and get all these guys in the same room you know maybe it'll be a new zealand pinot noir conference or something Ooh. you know yes uh, and which Jono, is maybe maybe you could play a game of bull rush <laughs> yes you know you know the game don't you Jono? oh yeah you know. no i've been uh, i've been on the bottom of one of those mm. is that mm. like kill the, the man with the ball is that kind of a yes it is it's kill the man with the ball is the <laughs> yeah. um is the official title we we just all call it bull rush exactly um, and, and, and surprisingly enough a, people want the ball yeah. they do <laughs> it's <laughs> like i want to play <laughs> smash yeah. me to bits um yeah maybe that could t- catch on in the wine trade you know like an initiation kind of um if you want to if you want to be in this biz you got to do the bull rush yeah that'd be some, something i know some winemakers uh <laughs> both male and female that would be good at it you know um, mm. So sure, why not? Sure. But, uh, part hey, well, of the events cool. of the that's... Pinot Conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, who needs um, who needs swanky vertical tastings and um, nah. you know wine and food matching exercises when we can all just you know line up and tackle each other until there's one person left and smoke grab the them. bottle and run. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Grab Who's the, got the, the bottle? bottle and run? Yeah, yeah. twist the bottle. <laughs> Here you go. Um, cool. So, just before you leave, uh, what's your view on? I've just been I've been sent some wines, um, which I have, I'm about to review. Um, bourbon. Bourbon oak, Shiraz in bourbon oak. Is that Australian? Bourbon barrels, yeah. 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 Mm. Ever tried anything like this? Yeah, it's It's kind of come back the other way where, you Mm. know, because all the bourbons uh, and some Irish whiskeys, and I I recently got given from our importer in Ireland actually an Irish whiskey aged in um, Chateau Montalina from California, you know, the famous winery there that won the Paris tasting. So it's it's Irish whiskey aged in. Um, oak like from Chateau. Uh, I think it might be the Reds, but um, the Reds, yeah. I, I, there's some tie to Ireland or there. Anyway, all the hmm. bourbons and spirits that seem to be winning a lot of awards are aged in old red wine barrels. So naturally, yeah. they come back the other way, and uh, and I guess it's a sort of different part of the market. But hmm. I, I I haven't really oh, found find one out. that I enjoyed yet. Um, do you, are you going to taste what, it tonight? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, taste it tonight. It. But what? Do you want me to do it now? Yeah, I would love to see what you think of it. You know, just uh, verbally. Oh, okay. That would be uh, quite exciting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll do the um, 
Okay, so they've given me multi-vintage. Okay, I'll do the, the 2019. Hold on, let me just get my glass here. What I was um, tasting before, though, while we were chatting, was this lovely thing. Jackson Estate Vintage Widow uh, 2019 mm. Marlborough Pinot Noir. And delicious, really concentrated, lovely. It's got that kind of... Um, Baked rhubarb and um, black tea and cherry kind of earthiness. A little bit of mushroom in there as well, which mm. um, which I thought was really good. And it's, you know, this $40 New Zealand a bottle and very, very stylish. Really liked it. Um, okay, so this one is the Barossa Black Double Oak Series Bourbon Oak Shiraz 2019. It's so color wise, <laughs> a lot of words. I know it's a big label. It's a long label, but color wise, it's kind of got a little bit of a um, little bit of a brownie, bricky note mm-hmm. to the to the meniscus, which is you know mm-hmm. a very big word for this um, time of night. A lot of vanilla straight away. Mm. A lot of um, a lot of vanilla. But Definitely that's a thing, American right? like, oak, you know, yeah, because I was it's say, Aussie, Shiraz yeah. And, yeah, and American oak. So yeah. just take it one there step further. There is a slightly kind of smoky, spiritus aroma, but um, it's not. Do you know what? If I smelled this, if I if this was poured blind and I smelled it, I wouldn't immediately go Shiraz. It mm-hmm. just kind of smells like. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's I like love, a generic. I love Shiraz, but it's. I mean, I love Shiraz too, but this is like a. It's more like a red wine style. Like there's low, the, what it does really have going for it, buckets of berries, like lots of boysenberry, um, black currant, baked strawberry, cherry, lots of berry fruit. So that hasn't been masked by the. Um, what about you know, Glickenberry? What was that one that you said? Lingonberry. Lingonberry. <laughs> I don't know. Lingonberry. <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever had a Lingonberry. I just like the way it sounds. Lingonberry. Exactly. Especially with that Kiwi twang. Mm. Mm. Um, chocolate. Very chocolatey. Berries, chocolate. Um, yeah. Cocoa. Nutty. Vanilla. And yeah, that kind of spirity. Okay, that was my question. Is it, does, it has a boozy um, kind of finish boozy. to it. Mm. Yeah, but the finish is a bit short. What's the so alcohol? So it's kind of one of those. The alcohol fourteen, right? And I'm wow. and I think they're all well fourteen and a half. So let's just say they're fifteen and fifteen and a half. <laughs> mm. I, I've never. Um, I've obviously haven't done that. I'm planning to do. I'm hoping to do some bringing some mm. bourbon into New Zealand and age it in red wine barrels at oh, some stage, yeah. which would be great. But I've never oh, done the other do the other thing, and I, I would I would just think because I know this from port. If you put port mm. in like a new oak barrel, the alcohol extracts even at like eighteen percent, which is port alcohol would extract so much right. oak tannin that that the you know it's just like overly ridiculous. Tastes like you're chewing on wood. So I would just yeah. wonder well, this if is it not- was. 
Yeah, that's that's good though. No. That it's not over the top. It's kind you know? of yeah. It's smooth. It's sweet. It's vanillary. In fact, some people might say possibly a little too sweet. But then, but that's Australian Shiraz. You know, sure. like it's kind of can have that jammy character. Um, I don't know what the recommended retail on this is, but I have a suspicion that it's around the twenty twenty dollar mark. So, oh. hey, it's just a good kind of quaffable. You know, just a, I good guess, a blackable, yummy, good with meatballs. Definitely Some good with the meatballs. Lingen mm. sauce. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. So yeah, the the Barossa Barossa Black, double oak bourbon oak series Shiraz, not bad. I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to get my head around. Yeah, I'm thinking the wine making still. Like why? Yeah. Maybe that alcohol just pulls out so much tannin that it makes it kind of like a sweeter, richer kind of oak on there, you know? Do you know what I always say, Dan? What I always say, now listen, you've got to listen very carefully. Just drink it, don't overthink it. Okay. Oh, that's so wise, you know? Really, you've lived mm. a life, haven't you? You know? I'm going to have to put that on posters, T-shirts, maybe, um, maybe write a book. Um, I'm surprised in the background there, there isn't a live, laugh, love uh, (laughs) thing on your wall there, you know. Mate, I have got all of that stuff in my house. Mm. Happy kitchen. God, someone shoot me (laughs) if they ever find anything like that in my house. Comfy lounge room. (laughs) You know, my thinking room, my, my, my positive affirmations journal. Ugh, fuck that. Um, right. All right, dude. So we're gonna we're gonna Let's wrap go. it up. Um, cool. That was thanks for doing this and uh, making it work on a different time. And thanks, Jono. It's all good. Thank, thank you, you. Jono. Lovely, lovely to, to meet you. Meet you. Mm. Yeah, and, I hope you guys um, get to meet on the same soil. Mm. <laughs> it hasn't been easy. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure having him here. And uh, let's catch up when I'm cool. in New Zealand next. Or, or welcome to Sweden yes. if you want to come up. I'd love to show you around. Thank you. That's really lovely. All right. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 See you guys. Bye bye. This podcast is handpicked, whole bunch pressed, wild fermented, and produced unfined and unfiltered by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at New Song Studio.